You're listening to the Weed Smart Podcast, where we dig into dealing with those pesky weeds. Welcome to the Weed Smart Podcast. Today we're getting a preview of Weed Smart Week Mildura. Early bird tickets are now on sale until July 31st, so make sure you get yours in the next couple of days so you don't miss out on the discounted price. So in today's episode, we'll be hearing from Beck Marshall and Alastair Murdoch, who are both farmers who will be presenting at Weed Smart Week Mildura. Nutrient agronomist Andrew McMain also is going to give us an overview of the issues in that Mallee region. And we also catch up with Kundinan Group research engineer Ben White, who will be facilitating our Machinery Expo during the Weed Smart Week Mildura event. So hopefully we'll give you a nice preview of the event and convince you to come along. My co-host Pete Newman does join me. How are you going, Pete? I'm great, Jess. Lovely drop of rain in WA after a bit of a dry spell for most. So yeah, that was just good timing. Things are looking up. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, There was a lot of rain over east, uh, just continued when I was there last week for work in Sydney and it looked pretty wet in lots of those regions. But uh, Pete, I got to go to a pretty cool conference last week called Mumbrella 360. It was all about communications and marketing, which is obviously a big part of Weed Smart, which is an extension project. But there was something really interesting I wanted to share with yourself and the listeners and it's all around Australian values. And uh, there was a really nice aspect to it which indicated that we're uh, really proud of being innovators Pete. Pete you'd be familiar with the old tropes around you know our larrikin values and and Ned Kelly and all that sort of thing does that sort of ring a bell? (laughs) It does ring a bell and I think Australians do have rated themselves as sort of cheeky larrikins and yeah, we've held the bush rangers up on a pedestal. <laughs> we have held the bush rangers up on a pedestal, and it's still something that we we still identify ourselves as, uh, you know, cheeky and that kind of thing. But uh, maybe not so much if it has a negative impact on someone else. So there was this really cool presentation that really looked specifically at how Australian values are changing over time, and they did all these in-depth interviews with over a thousand Australians to kind of see where we're at. So some of the surprising that things that came up was we're really standing up for ourselves on the world stage. We we don't really see ourselves as, um, you know, not worthy of being included on that on the world stage anymore. And tall poppy syndrome tends to be uh, a bit of a thing of the past as well. And then, as I mentioned at the start there, that innovation spirit is really coming through quite strongly as uh, a value that Australians really identify with as being core to being Australian, which I think is really reflective of the farming community and the changes that we've seen in terms of all the sea and spray technology and the mill technology and all these really cool things that have been happening in the ag space, uh, it's quite reflective of, yeah, what what we're seeing in that broader Australian attitudes is also reflective in ag specifically too. But, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, just about every innovation that we get in agriculture just starts on farm and then uh, and then the research follows and then adoption follows. So... I would totally agree with that. So what does that mean for Weed Smart Week in Mildura coming up, Jess? What do you what do you take out of learning that into our Weed Smart Week? Well, I think it really shows that in terms of agricultural that agricultural industry, people are really keen on learning and being innovative. And I was chatting off mic with uh, Ben White about this as well, and he runs the National Agricultural Survey. And he said it's quite clear through the survey results there is an ongoing trend of more people who are working on farm being university educated. And so I think more than ever, we're in a space where there's a real appetite for knowledge and to be innovative. And that's what we try to bring to Weed Smart Week. So hopefully that's sort of what shines through in the preview in 
in this week's episode, Pete. Yeah, and, and later on you'll hear Ben comment that in agriculture we do share knowledge between farmers and uh, and that's different from other industries and it's good to have someone sort of mention that from the outside. When you work in agriculture, you don't realise that every industry isn't like that. Yep. And so that's what Weed Smart Week is all about, isn't it, Jess? Uh, getting exactly. together, learning from each other. Exactly. So tickets are available on our events page. I'll provide that in the show notes. I'll provide a thousand links for that so you definitely won't miss how to get your tickets but Pete we are going to get into the interviews and I think to set the scene it's important to hear from someone from the region who has a good hold on what the issues are in terms of that weed control but also farming systems perspective and so in a moment we'll be hearing from nutrient agronomist Andrew McMain on the issues in the Mallee and uh, yeah get a bit more detail on that. Before we jump into this interview Pete what did you take away from this chat with Andrew. Well, Andrew does an amazing job of summing up a lot of issues and what's going on in the Mallee farming system. So I think anybody who farms in that region is going to be, well, even if they don't, they'll really enjoy hearing from Andrew to, to hear what it's all about. I guess what he does sort of say is of the Weed Smart Big Six, the big one that they've focused on is mix and rotate. And, uh, and he talked about how maybe that, that we need to start looking at some of the other big six as well that sort of feel like they've probably got mix and rotate pretty nailed and they'll continue with it and now it's time to, to start looking at some of the other big six. Definitely. All right, well, let's hear from Andrew. In this interview, we're chatting with Nutrien agronomist Andrew McMain. He's on the Weed Smart Week Mildura organising committee and we're going to get a bit of an overview of what the issues are in the region in terms of a weed control perspective and why Andrew thinks this is a, a good event for locals to attend. How are you going, Andrew? Yeah, good, thanks, Jess. Now, you're on our organising committee, so thank you so much for helping bring this event together. We're quite close now. It's um, yeah, only a few weeks to go now until Weed Smart Week Mildura. Just to start off, can you just give us a bit of background on yourself and the region that you're in? Uh, yep. Yeah, no worries. Yes. Yeah, no, it's exciting to see um, Weed Smart Week come to, to Mildura and um, yeah, hopefully yeah, we can get a few outside ideas to um, yeah, help us going forward. So yeah, so look, I cover an area from sort of Menangatang Oyen in the Vic Mallee. It's quite variable soil types, low to medium rainfall, quite uh, variable soil types, sandy loam to heavy flats within within the same paddock. Farm size is quite large and has over the last 10 years probably increased as growers expand and get bigger. So they've got quite large properties that yeah, logistics and thing is a, is a major issue for guys to, to get around their, their properties. Acquiring new properties is also acquiring whatever, you know, weed yep. burdens that those properties, you know, might have had or didn't have. And so that's a challenge in itself is, you know, maybe finding out the resistance profile of weeds on the property or, or things like that, Andrew. What are some of the biggest weed issues in your region? Probably the biggest weed issues are grass-wise, brown grass being quite a sandy soil type, it, brown grass thrives and it, it has been the, the major grass weed issue. Ryegrass is an issue as well and is getting is getting worse as probably we're starting to see trefland uh, decrease in its efficacy a bit or, or the conditions be bearable to, for, for weed control to be bearable from year to year. So whether it's a wet start or a dry start or we, we can have quite bearable seasons from a rainfall front. So our pre-emergence always don't reliably work the same way year in, year out. 
But yeah, I'd say brown grass is our major one with ryegrass and, and barley grass coming in close seconds. But I think ryegrass is quickly going to overtake as a major issue as a herbicide option to quit working on it. Broadleaf wise, radish is probably the one everyone's concerned about getting out of hand, but it's not the widest spread weed for us. We've got we've got isolated paddocks of it. The lessons learned from other areas and keeping on top of it is pretty important to us. So we try we try to keep it to to where it's, it currently is and to mix and rotate and 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 bring as many options into from a radish control standpoint. A few broadleaf weeds that are sneaking back at us. Uh, uh, Spiny MX, Double G's or, or Amsinkia as we're getting away from some older group B's like Trisulfuron and they seem to be coming back with a with a bit of a vengeance and then the little novel one that's hard to control status for us but again it's, it's isolated to the paddocks that they're probably more our troublesome one. Milk thistle's a big one that has probably been getting a bit worse for with resistance to um, group B's over the last 10 years and fleabane is another one for us that's not bad every year, depends on the on the spring. But yeah, we've there's quite a lot of seed set last year after after wet spring, so something that potentially could be be bad again this year. Yeah, right. No, that's a great overview, Andrew. And we'll be discussing the Weed Smart Big Six, which is a range of principles to address weed control solutions, lots of practical things in there. And presenters will be presenting on those Big Six principles. And we've got some interstate people as well as local innovative farmers and a couple of experts as well, agronomists and research-based people speaking at the event. In terms of your perspective, what's some of the maybe low-hanging fruit options people in your area have for addressing, you know, for example, that ryegrass issue? Is there uh, something that people could potentially consider adopting that's going to help them control the, the ryegrass issue? I think the bigger one for us is probably just mix and rotate year on year. Like Trefland's been pretty relied on for probably 20 years or more and and probably being overused. With being a, a sort of lower rainfall environment, it's usually considered a low cost cropping environment so trying to minimize the, the spend each each season minimum so therefore maybe a lot of decision making price price of options do do come into it so we've actually seen adoption of box of gold over the last few years dramatically increase as we're seeing that that price of that come off we've also seen the benefits of those logistic options so the fact it doesn't need to be incorporated 12 hours after after spraying with with big programs to get around and 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 labour shortages and everything else, we're we're finding the logistics reasoning as well as the the weed control reasoning. So mix and rotate definitely is is one that we're seeing big wins with, and just mixing it up with with stuff we're not using. We've been doing quite a lot of resistance testing over the last two or three years, and all those other shots other than Treflan are still are still re- really effective to us. So our box of gold, our overdex is secure, all, all the new chemistry coming through with, with Overwatch and Luxemax. We've still got that up our sleeve to, to maintain the life of Trefland that, that isn't breaking across the board, but we are seeing a few instances of it starting to do not work as well as it used to. But our post-emergent, our post-emergent chemistry is, is really breaking with the, with the group A's. Our group B's a shot for ryegrass due to low-green history. So resistant testing has been a handy tool to demonstrate that rather than just seeing herbicide failures. Mm. But we've probably identified that ryegrass has really become a pre-em game 
now and the use of that same pre and chemistry early post if we if we need it. So timeliness on that and, and chasing small weeds is, is probably where where we've got to. Um, we've probably been lucky in a way that some of our the old chemistry held on as long as it did and, and still working in some instances with decision still working you know in a lot of instances it's probably a chemistry that hasn't worked in a lot of areas for a long time but traditionally our farming system was probably wheat um, medic and we were probably we were probably using some of the um, your big six principles by mistake it um, was medic that was allowed to set a hard burr and then then sprayed out and although we'd use some group a chemistry in the crop, like like verdict and clethidine to to take out grasses, any survivors were mopped up with a later non-selective herbicide. So, and as a result, I think a lot of that older, a lot of that chemistry was preserved because we were we were controlling those survivors. But as we've got into a more legume-based spray crop with lupins and field peas, and and now over the last ten years, a few more lentils creeping in and growing, increasing. Year on year, we're probably seeing a few more survivors get through as those grain legumes are coming into into the system more and more. Um, so as, as some of those more survivors come in, we're not getting that mop up as, as readily or we're getting that later with, with just the paraquat as the option and, and some of escaping. Hay is also one that, uh, as, a, as a non-chemical option, has, has probably suited guys to as a clean-up phase within paddocks with batch hay. Vetch is, vetch is probably our third highest planted crop by area behind, behind wheat and barley. So vetch hay, or, or as a result now a bit more brown manure, uh, has fed the system quite nicely for, for grass weed control in general, for non-chemical, and is, has been quite a easy one to, for, for guys to get into. Andrew, we also know that bone grass is a big issue in your region. This is something we will be addressing on the forum day and probably as well at the farm visits too. Is there anything unique about controlling bone grass that growers in your region do? Yeah, bone grass, as I said, being probably a major grass weed. The areas and, and our varieties, the dominant varieties in our in our area are imidazole intolerant, so especially our barleys, and for years have been. We've been extremely reliant on Group B IMI control for our for our bone grass control options, and it's still it has been it's been working fantastically, and it's and it's continuing to work well at the moment. But I think we are constantly looking forward to think well if, while it's working, let's let's look for potential other options because if we keep as reliant on IMIs as we are, they will inevitably in time break. So we're probably looking more so using our Immies in our in our barley phase, as at the barleys we we have with Spartacus and Commodus and Maximus are probably equal yielding to the top barleys up there for for our environment. Whereas the Immie varieties of wheat with Razor and Cord and Hammer are probably yield wise don't stack up to to Scepter and and Ballista and Vixen. So we're probably finding ourselves trying to grow a conventional weed after a legume and then roll that into a any barley that we have the option to spray volunteers out and, 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 and get a good good brine break. But even in that wheat phase, if we do have brine grass, we're still we're still relying on group B's from a chemical standpoint. So yeah, it's it's an issue we, we see potentially to the future that yeah, if we lose group B's for, for brine grass, we're we're gonna have very limited options. So yeah, it's something to be pretty mindful of. 
Definitely. And just finally, Andrew, you've helped put this program together. You're on our organising committee and, uh, you know, obviously it's uh, a really great opportunity for people to come along and, and network and stuff, but there's great speakers. Why would you think that growers should consider coming to this event uh, in August? I think it's a great opportunity to network with outside experts as, as well as share experiences with your peers, grower to grower, like nothing Nothing's as good as hearing it direct from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So I think that it's going to be great to, to hear it in the, the first day in presentations and then get a couple of days of on-farm touring around the Big Mallee district and putting, I suppose, those big six strategies into real-world examples. And there's, there's plenty of it. There's plenty of it going on. There's some pretty innovative things going in the, in the, in the Mallee with Lot spray technology, shielded sprays and stuff, but it's just a matter of the opportunity to go and see what what's what's happening elsewhere and whether whether people can bring that into their farming systems to to continually improve. I suppose. Certainly. Well, Andrew, thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to coming over to Mildura and meeting everyone, and we really appreciate your involvement in organising the event this year. Thank you so much. No, thanks, Jess. Have a good day. Thank you so much to Andrew McMain there. He is going to be in our panel session on the forum day for Weed Smart Week, applying the big six in the Mallee. And that's going to be with Yana Dixon, our Southern Extension agronomist, and also some local farmers, which will be great. And he summed it up really well, Pete. He talked about, you know, wanting continuous improvement in the region in the Mallee. And, and that really struck a chord for you, didn't it? Totally, because that is exactly what it's all about, isn't it, Jess? We're not talking about any big revolution. We're probably evolution is the word, isn't it? Slowly improving, yeah. continuously improving. And, and he also said putting the some of the big six into the real world. He said there's a lot happening, but there's always more that can be done. So that's what Weed Smart Week's about. Like we've got this big six, there's all of these tools about people coming along, making sense of it and choosing the right one for them. I think we'll cover that really well in Mildura. Yeah, we will. And so up next, we're going to be hearing from another uh, person from the region, Beck Marshall. She's an agronomist and also a grower, and she's going to be presenting on the forum day on stopping weed seed set uh, from that grower perspective more than anything, because that's what her current focus is. Pete, before we jump into this interview, stopping weed seed set, it's a really important one to be uh, considerate of, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And she did mention that they grow some hay and that they uh, have some break crops and lentils is a bit of a favourite crop of theirs as well. So, yeah, they've certainly got some opportunities in their rotation. Beck is really, and her husband, Ash, are really focused on, on their rotation to to solve some weed issues. And so using the right point in the rotation to stop weed seed set um, is a key tactic of theirs. All right, let's jump in and take a listen. In this interview, we're catching up with one of our Weed Smart Week Mildura Forum Day presenters, Beck Marshall. Located in Normanville, Victoria, Beck is both a farmer and agronomist. Beck's farming system includes vetch brown manure fallow, soil moisture monitoring, oat and hay, competitive barley trials, barley on pole stubbles and soil amelioration. Beck will be presenting on stopping weed seeds set on our forum day and she joins us now to give us a bit of a preview. How are you going, Beck? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Jess, and thanks for having me to speak today. We're so excited to see you at Weed Smart Week Mildura, and we're going to get a bit of a preview on what you'll talk about and a bit of a background story on your trajectory to where you're at today. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Beck? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I um, farm with my husband, Ash, and we are at Normanville in the southern Victorian Mallee, which is a pretty good place to live and work. 
So, yeah, we're both very passionate about agriculture, which is why we've ended up where we are today, I guess. And Ash and I put a lot of effort into, yeah, developing our farm business over the last, you know, 15 years together. And I also come with an agronomy background. Yeah, prior to having our kids, I've had 10 years in agronomy, which I love. It's still my passion. I'm just not currently working outside our farm business at the moment with juggling our four very young kids and running a farm, so that's keeping me busy. Very busy. And we did touch a bit on your farming system in the intro. Can you tell us a bit more about it, Beck? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so we're definitely not doing anything amazing or innovative. I guess we just try and focus on growing a wide variety of things in our rotation. I love our legumes, especially our lentils. They've been really good to us. Focusing on break phases to manage our ryegrass numbers. Rye would be our biggest weed issue on our farm. And we found break phases to be really essential for keeping our numbers down. Hay has come into the program, especially over the last five years, and it's become a really important part of our system. Great for weed control and also a bit of moisture conservation, reducing seasonal risk with our dry springs that we sometimes get. Yeah, and just some cultural weed control, I suppose. We've looked at getting into more competitive barley varieties, which has really helped us, again, keep our grass numbers down. And, yeah, that's probably the main main rundown on our system. It sounds pretty innovative to me. You've got lots of little things going on, I think, Beck, which all accumulates to be quite a significant impact. And I think that's a really great message as well as, you know, you don't necessarily have to be, you know, investing in the, the latest technology to be able to ensure low weed numbers on your farm. You can do all these other things that are, you know, I guess a bit lower hanging fruit than some of the other options maybe. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so you will be presenting on Stopping Seed Set on the forum day, which is one of our Weed Smart Big Six principles. And we don't want you to do your presentation on the podcast, but if you can just give <laughs> us a bit of a brief overview of what sort of um, content you'll be covering for uh, for people to get a bit of an idea of what to expect on forum day. Yeah, I think we'll, I'll just be sharing a bit more of our story in terms of how we've really been tackling ryegrass on our farm over the last 10 or 15 years given rye has been our major weed issue and it has presented a few challenges to us over time with um, taking on new farming areas and just, yeah, ryegrass just building up and some resistance issues popping up along the way. So we've really had to think hard about how we would like to focus on that and drive our ryegrass numbers down and continue to farm in a way that we would like to and is sustainable and profitable, I guess. So just sharing some wins and losses along the way on, on that story. Excellent. And uh, I always ask this of people uh, because obviously Weed Smart, we have these big six principles that are actually quite, uh, you know, detailed when you have a read of them on the website. And if anyone wants to brush up on what they are, you can head to the Weed Smart website and have a look. But what other uh, big six principles are you applying on your farm? And, and do you have any plans for additional ones in the future? Yeah, actually, just I do like the list. It's um, When I went through it myself, we actually are doing quite a lot of those things, which is good. I suppose just um, keeping a diversity in our rotation. Uh, we try and double knock all our ryegrass as much as we can at cropping time and after hay to try and preserve our roundup. Um, we're trying to mix and rotate our pre-ems especially, keep trefflan up our sleeve. Uh, we're crop topping our legumes, which is essential. Um, doing some hay and have narrow windrow burned in the past and we've needed to. 
yeah, looking at crop competition, we've got back into a more competitive barley to help us with rye again. And I suppose the harvest weed seed control is really the one we might be looking to improve on in the future. We haven't gone down the seed destructor path or anything at the moment, but certainly looking looking to that space to see what's happening with others out there, whether that's something we can yeah, fine-tune in the future for us. Definitely. I, th- I think you'll have a lot of good conversations at Weed Smart Week uh, around that, Beck. And speaking about that, what do you reckon, uh, what do you think that growers and agronomists would get out of coming to Weed Smart Week, Mildura, from your perspective? Oh, it's a good chance, especially for us Victorians, to get along to uh, something in, in our own state that we haven't been able to catch up for a while with COVID. Everything's been very much online and limited. So to get out and mingle again, and listen to some a great lineup of speakers. And I think really probably what I like about the Weed Smart message is that it's very um, integrated approach to weed control and it's not just focused on herbicides, throwing herbicides at, at weeds to try and get them under control. I think we need to look a bit harder than that and a big, bit bigger picture than that. And, um, yeah, certainly it's a really great message that we all as farmers and agronomists should be taking on board and, and thinking about. Thanks so much, Beck. Well, we're really looking forward to meeting you in person and hearing from you on the forum day. Thanks so much for taking the time today. We really appreciate it. It's okay. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you so much to Beck Marshall there. Make sure you get your ticket to the event so that you can see her talk on the forum day. Pete, what struck you about that chat? Well, I think it sounds like Beck and her husband, Asher, are an amazing team, Jess. She was 10 years as an agronomist and now 15 years as a farmer. Well, maybe there's a bit of overlap there, but and just their approach, that it sounds like they're going to be amazing to listen to. I reckon similar to last year at Esperance, Jess, we asked all these farmers to talk about the Weed Smart Big Six and a number of them went, oh, yeah, okay, I can do that. And then they looked it up and went, what's this Big Six thing? And then went, oh, yeah, I'm doing all of those. And it sounds a bit like Beck and Ash are much the same. And she did finish by saying uh, that it's not just about herbicides. And so I think that is a key message. Half of the Big Six is pretty well herbicide and the other half is non-herbicide Jess and and it sounds like they really have that balance of herbicide and non-herbicide tools on their farm. Yeah definitely it'll be really great to hear from Beck and she's yeah we're really grateful to have her she's got four kids she's very busy but she's making the effort to come along so we're very fortunate to have her coming along to the event and uh, we're also going to have farm visits like we usually do uh, Pete for Weed Smart Week and so up next, we'll be hearing from one of our farm visit uh, farmers, Alastair Murdoch. We'll be going to his farm on day two before the Machinery Expo. What struck you about the chat with Alastair, Pete? Well, a couple of big things. One is that they measure their abilities, I guess, as farmers by looking at water use efficiency, which I love because that is the, that's the number, isn't it? Because it's all well and good to say I yielded this or that, but it depends on the season and, and and so on. So measuring yourself against water use efficiency. And, and the other thing that comes out in this interview really, Jess, is that timing is everything. We know that in farming, timing is everything. And, and Alistair mentions that a few times. All right, let's take a listen. In this interview, we're catching up with one of our Weed Smart Week farm tour growers, Alastair Murdoch. Located in Coolanong, Victoria, Alastair, who formerly worked as an agronomist, has diverse rotations, including pulses, double breaks and competitive cereals. He also does deep ripping, VR seeding and farm zoning for crops and weeds. And he joins us now. How are you going, Alastair? Very good, Jess. Thanks for having me uh, on this podcast. 
Yeah, we're really excited to come and visit your farm in a few weeks' time. It's becoming quite close now, which is exciting. But to kick things off, can you just give us a bit of background on yourself, Alastair? No worries, Jess. Uh, yeah, so my background is, look, I'm married to Simone and we have three children. So we're involved in a family farm. Current role, I guess, is general manager of Karina Ag Enterprises, which I guess my farming background has been uh, running running for about 18 years now. I was just working out before uh, in varying capacities, but Karina Ag Enterprises was formed around about 10 years ago as a joint partnership with my wife, Simone, and myself and my parents, who are still actively involved at certain levels. Yeah, prior to that, or prior to going farming full-time, I'd been farming for a while in a part-time role, and, you know, with investment in the farming enterprise, you know, predominantly on my own for a while there, but uh, I worked as an agronomist for seven years with AgriVision Consultants, pretty much in the, the region where we farm today. So, yeah, so I, I pretty much uh, cut my teeth apart from a little bit of a, a stint with BASF. Yeah, I pretty much cut my teeth in the Northern Mallee, the trainee agronomist, to progressing to a, a consultant, I suppose, in the end, where, yeah, I guess we were the organisation, but definitely myself, we're supporting a lot of farmers in the transition to no-till, the adoption of variable rate technology, uh, I guess at that stage too, the Mallee was transitioning to more diverse rotations compared to the old two-year rotation. So I must admit it was an exciting time to get into agronomy and yeah. in particular Mallee region. Very cool. And we touched a bit on your farming system in the intro. Can you give us a bit more background on, on what you're doing on your farm? Uh, no, so I guess a big focus for us on our family farm is just optimising water use efficiency and not particularly in one year, like we're wanting to sustain really good water use efficiency within our crops. So I guess within our uh, farming system, we have a heavy focus on weed control. We have a strong focus on nutrition. We have a strong focus on rotation. And we also have a strong focus on timing of operations and efficiency of operations and also the quality of our operational jobs. So that's where we're pretty much, we use, yeah, I guess the benchmark of water use efficiency just to monitor how we're progressing and we even do a bit of benchmark work with some other farmers to see how we're going there. But that's our main focus. So I suppose if we think about, yeah, weed control, like we've adopted a lot of big six principles with some chaff lining, uh, we've got... Uh, paired row seeding system now, so we're just trying to narrow up row spacings. We're about to adopt a shielded in-crop spraying system this year, so we've purchased a yeah a shield with uh, weed seeker technology under the shield. Uh, we utilise hay in that system as well. So let's say with each of those particular areas, we're constantly looking at how we can improve the productivity of those areas and performance of those areas to uh, well, the overall objective is to increase water use efficiency so with nutrition we our land formation is a juice while land formation so it does lend itself to variable rate seeding so we do alter our seeding rate somewhat but it also uh, our nutrition package gets altered at seeding time but probably as much if not more so these days in crop from a top pressing point of view 
just to balance up yield potential to soil type zones. So that's probably a big one we're doing there with variable rate and uh, I guess we've just been able to develop a, a stable layer there which is based around AM38 technology and we've been sort of utilising that on our farm and slash or also improving that on our farm since 2007. So yeah, that's a big one. Rotation's probably evolved a lot since I've been uh, evolved as an agronomist but also in our farming career where we are quite diverse and we're often looking to stack rotations so we can really drive down weed populations by making more chemistry available. You know, we are utilising hay as well these days to get to uh, potentially focus on problem paddocks. So that probably, and then the, probably just the timing and, and timing of operations and quality of operational jobs. So we've probably invested in larger equipment, but also invested in technology as well, so we can do the job in as in as good a timely manner as possible. But also utilising any new advances in technology to either conserve more moisture or for the crop or to just probably execute things to a higher standard. So that I hope that gives a little bit of insight into what drives our, uh, our uh, thinking on farm and drives our improvement process. Yeah, definitely does. And we will be visiting your farm on day two of Weed Smart Week and we'll hear more about your farming system in person. You've kind of touched you've kind of touched quite a bit on there what, you know, your farming system is all about. But what kind of things do you think you'll uh, share with people on that visit to your farm, Alastair? So probably I'll just be touching base on those key components that, as I said, aid our water use efficiency because I guess that we've determined that's you know, one of our key profit drivers. So, yeah, we can, we'll be sort of uh, showcasing some of the technology that we're using within, you know, weed control, within nutritional management, um, probably just talking about some of the, the big six for sure in terms of our weed control strategies. So that's probably, I'd probably just be digging deep into those different components that we've identified that are the drivers to water use efficiency and and probably just giving people an insight into how we think and why we've sort of uh, pursued certain technology or rotations or efficiencies and whatever else. Excellent. And in terms of the big six, you're already doing quite a lot of the big six principles. Is there anything else that you're thinking about implementing in the future from the big six, Alistair? Uh, look, at this stage, not necessarily. Like um, we've gone to Sharfbeck from a harvest weed seed capture point of view. Uh, I know there's a uh, number of farmers likely that have gone to seed terminators, but at this stage, because we run a controlled traffic farming system, we probably feel that the chaff decks are giving us some better, I guess, uh, dust control or dust prevention over summer for summer weed control. And we seem to be managing those sorts of zones successfully at this stage. So I don't feel at this stage we're probably more about just implementing what we are doing just to a high standard and one of those things that we I guess you could say that we're yet to introduce but have invested in the technology and that's more the shielded spraying and the weed seeker uh, in crop shielded spraying so I guess our focus for the next you know definitely for the next couple of months but probably will be next year as well is really getting that system working well and you know getting really effective weed control and understanding when the best time for, I guess, 
application of that technology uh, in paddocks and, yeah, just understanding how to do it properly, I suppose. Of course, of course. And the benefit of people coming along to the farm visit, which part of Weed Smart Week Mildura is obviously they can ask you questions in person. So I really look forward to that presentation and discussion on your farm, Alastair. But from your perspective, why do you think growers and agronomists should come along to Weed Smart Week Mildura? Ah, well, with a bit of insight into the growers that are going to be showcasing their farm and you know, I guess showcasing their intellectual property of you know what motivates them as farmers and what's making them successful. You know, there's a great diverse range of skills that have you know been uh, deployed, I suppose, on farms to really uh, improve, uh, I guess, the farming systems and the profitability in these regions. So. That's one. There's a lot of technology that's getting utilised. That's probably not that broad in its adoption at this stage, but uh, with a couple of these farmers that are doing it, I know they'll be able to implement it very successfully and therefore it makes it a lot easier for anyone who's sort of looking at that technology to say, well, you know, this is, this is uh, some of the challenges that they've had. They've been able to work around these challenges by doing this and this and therefore we can probably transition into this technology with a little bit more confidence because we know how to get around some of the issues. That's it, isn't it? Well, thank you so much, Alastair, for giving us a bit of a preview of what to expect when we visit your farm at Weed Smart Week Mildura. We really appreciate you taking the time. No, I just look forward to catching up, yeah, for the week. That'd be fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you to Alastair Murdoch. Make sure you get your ticket so that you can come along to his farm visit on day two of Weed Smart Week Mildura. Pete, Alastair is using chaff decks and, and he's pretty happy with how it's going at the moment, which is, you know, a bit different to, uh, you know, some of the other farmers in the region. What's your thoughts around, you know, adopting new technology when it comes to, you know, harvest weed seed control? First thing is to do something and that's what they're doing. They're using chaff decks and Alistair mentioned that it's working for them and they'll get that added bonus of the dust suppression with summer spraying. So I guess the point there is just there is, you know, there can be a lot of hype around the newest technology like the mills and so on, which we seriously advocate for, of course. But if something else is working, then then you don't necessarily have to you know, drop what is working and move to something else. So chaff deck's a good example, and that's probably allowing him, I think he mentioned that they've bought a shielded spray but haven't implemented it just yet, but but that's coming up. So I guess by sticking with the chaff decks allows him to focus on, on perhaps another innovation like shielded spraying and, and get that right before maybe um, reviewing whether or not chaff decks uh, will stay. So... Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that they are they are using these tools. You don't have to necessarily use the latest and greatest if something's working. And then I know Steve Powers would say don't stick to it, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's fair enough to stick to it for a while. Yeah, well, the big six. You know, there is a lot of detail in those six points. Lots of different uh, applications that you can take on and yeah like you said it's it's tricky to take on a whole pile of new innovations at once so you've got to make that assessment of your own farming system and kind of pick and choose what is going to come in at what time and what's going to work for you Uh, and that might be helped along by coming along to the machinery expo which is also part of our weed smart week event it's being facilitated again by ben white from the condinen group and uh, we were in esperance last year it was a very successful awesome event pete why is it so good to have a machinery expo included in the event? 
I reckon Ben summed it up when he said, if you go to a machinery field day, they're all good, but, you know, it's the dealers and, mm. you know, machinery companies telling you about their machine. But at Weeds Mart, where you get that, plus you get it from the horse's mouth, from people that are using it. And that's what we focus on. The whole of Weeds Mart Week, all the presentations in the in the seminar sort of day, Jess, is, is all stories, isn't it, about yeah. adoption, about how people are putting these tools together. And Ben really summed it up that, you know, hearing from the people who are using the tools is gold. So that's what you'll get from the Machinery Day. All right. Well, let's get a bit of a preview of what it will be like from Ben White. Let's take a listen. In this interview, we're chatting with Condinen Group's Ben White. He is the research engineer there, and he's going to be our host for the Weed Smart Week Mildura Machinery Expo, which is not too far away now. He joins me now. How are you going, Ben? Good, Jess. How are you going? I'm really good. We're so excited. We're really, uh, yeah, we're racing towards the finish line in terms of, you know, getting everything prepared for the event in Mildura, but it's going to be (laughs) great. Uh, And we're so excited that you're able to join us again for the Machinery Expo component. People might not be aware, but you also hosted our Esperance Weed Smart Week Machinery Expo last year. Can you just give us a bit of a refresher of what the day was like at Esperance? Because it'll be similar this year, won't it, Ben? Yeah, look, I imagine we'll um, we'll have uh, you know a lot of similar gear, a lot of similar questions, and probably you know with the uh, uh, passing of some time, some some newer tech that we haven't seen before as well. So you know, it was a great day in Esperance, and I imagine this will be similar. It was you know, it was just an opportunity to really think to drill down into some of the more specific questions people have about gear, and particularly in the context of weeds and 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 also their, their broader uh, farming operations. So, you know, how a lot of that integrates. And, and yeah, there were some, some terrific questions from the crowd uh, last year in Esperance. And, yeah, look forward to the crowd coming along this, this year and, and asking the same sort of questions that, that you know, really, um, you know, you know that if someone's asking it, there's probably um, two or three dozen others uh, standing around thinking the same thing. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, we get, we get the same again this year because it was a great day. It was. And yeah, we will have, most of our partners are going to be bringing equipment there. So all of the uh, Redicop, IHSD and Sea Terminator will all be bringing mills and they'll be having representatives talk about the mills. That's really increased over the years. We've sort of, you know, both Condinen and Weed Smart have been quite involved in promoting that practice. It's exciting, isn't it, Ben, to uh, be at a point now where it's quite mainstream, I guess. Yeah, I think it is exciting, Jess, and I think it's great to see that that people uh, are happy to embrace sport. Let's face it, it's a pretty significant investment, and they're obviously doing it for for the, you know, the same reasons. They they want to use that as as part of their their strategy to get on top of weeds and and um, you know that around that harvest uh, time, it, it, it's tricky, you know. You know and we've we've seen the technology evolve to the point where we can actually extract some of the nutritional benefit from that from that crop residue and still kill the weeds. Well, you know, so. You know, achieving two things uh, at once, you know, is uh, is exciting. That's that's the beauty of some of the technology. And, and Jess, I dare say there'll be other tech there on the day as well that uh, we can look forward to. Yeah. So something different this year is that we do have Kelly Tillage now on as a partner. And so they'll have their tillage implement on display there, which is a bit different. We haven't had that machine at uh, Machinery Expo before. We've also got crop plants on board as well as gold acres. And so there'll be spray equipment there uh, as well. You know, the weed at technology will be on display. And that's a real space that's opened up too and become, you know, more mainstream in terms of spot spraying and green on green. It's, it's, it's really opening up as well. What's your thoughts on, on that space, Ben? 
Yeah, actually, Jess couldn't agree more. And in fact, since the last time we spoke, Mark Saunders and I did a little uh, podcast with with Weed Smart, and people can go and track that down. Um, you know, things have continued to evolve in that space, and the interest at a farm level is fantastic. There's a lot of people really keen, obviously, to achieve the sort of chemical savings that uh, are on offer with both green on brown uh, and green on green. And I think you know that evolution of green on green is just continuing to to power forward and. And um, and hopefully it can ride the the wave of uh, of enthusiasm that that farmers are showing it. I think um, the ability to target different weeds in different crops is is really exciting. And I know that the manufacturers of those products are, are working really hard to sort of continue that uh, that flow into the into the equipment. I mean, it all comes down to algorithms and smarts, and mm. and there's a lot of stuff happening, sort of almost you know interconnected uh, with other technology and other weed control technology as well. So. Yeah, that that's really exciting. Yeah, and I, I guess that's like the, the beauty of the Machinery Expo. It is a range of diverse tactics that you can kind of look at, see if they fit your farming system. And like you said at the beginning of the chat, Ben, we really give growers that opportunity to ask questions to the manufacturers. And, uh, you know, we're really encouraging for the machinery representatives to bring along a farmer speaker. So for a lot of the presentations that you'll see on the Machinery Expo, it will be a farmer representative talking about their own experience with the machine. And then the manufacturer yep. representative will be there to field any questions. But that does really make it quite unique in its format. What would you say to people thinking about coming along, why it's such a great component of Weed Smart Week? Oh, well, I, think, I guess one of the things that uh, is uh, different, uh, and we, we saw in Esperance last year, just was that, you know, at a regular field day, you can go around and kick the tyres and talk to the salesman. That, that's great. But Having someone there who's actually using the gear and you know isn't necessarily financially affiliated with the brand, it's just it's a it's a gold class opportunity to get on top of uh, some of the sort of more pertinent questions you might have for someone who's probably in a similar scenario to to yourself and and um and certainly if you you know looking for solutions to a problem or you've got a problem that you can't find any solutions for. The expo probably provides people with you know, at least some ideas as to where they could look at, and 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 it gives them the platform to be able to ask the questions, both of the you know the manufacturer with regard to the specifications, etc., but also more importantly, as you say, to to growers that are using the gear as well. And I think they're the people that provide a really unique insight as to how others might integrate some of this tech on farm. Absolutely, Ben. I think that really does sum it up. And we're so fortunate to have you there, uh, you know, facilitating the event as well. Obviously, you've got so much experience in reviewing a lot of this tech uh, through Congen and Group and other uh, avenues as well. So we're really fortunate to have you on board. Any final thoughts before we wrap up, Ben, on the event? Oh, no, I, I think it'd be great to see as many people there as possible because, um, you know, you, you get different perspectives. And I think we, we all learn from each other. Farmers are, are great at sharing information and we're fortunate that that's the case and uh, unlike any other industry that we probably know of so yeah get along if you get the chance um, learn a little bit take something away apply it to your farm and and read the rewards of um, of that additional knowledge and and insight that yeah you probably can only get uh, at Weed Smart Week. Definitely well we look forward to seeing you in Mildura in a few weeks time Ben thanks so much for your time. Great to chat thanks Jess see you in Mildura. Thanks so much to Ben White from Condinen Group. We're really excited to have him hosting our Machinery Expo at Weed Smart Week Mildura. 
Pete, uh, there's been a bit of a theme today. We've uh, had a lot of people willing to share information about how they'll be presenting at Weed Smart Week Mildura, and it's it's really nice to see all these really innovative, but also quite uh, yeah, a lot of them are very humble in their approach, but they're willing to share information. It's really nice to have that knowledge transfer, and and it's yeah, it's actually a quite warm fuzzy feeling to be able to pull together this event each year. What are your thoughts on what makes it so special? Yeah, I reckon you summed it up well at the beginning, Jess, when, you know, talking about going to the conference and learning that the Australian values have changed and probably changed for the better. And I think that strikes a chord with this. There's less tall poppy. So, you know, in the past, you might have had people that are doing innovative things that want to, don't want to tell anyone because they're worried about, you know, tall poppy syndrome. Whereas, yeah. you know, as, as you said, sort of said, and Ben said, you know, the ag industry, we do share a lot of knowledge and we and we learn from each other. So it does circle back to where you started with um, with your discussion about Australian values and I think nothing could be truer than what we're going to see at, at Weed Smart Week. Definitely. And we've got all our partners bringing equipment to that Machinery Expo, John Deere, Kelly Tillage, Croplands, Seed Terminator, IHSD and ReadyCop will all be bringing displays and have representatives there for you to chat with. And so it'll be excellent. So that does bring us to the end of quite a long podcast, but we wanted to give you a really good preview of what to expect at this event. And we're really excited to be coming to Mildura for Weed Smart Week. We know that Victoria has had it really tough and a lot of their events were cancelled and the like during COVID so it's going to be so great to be able to be there in person and as I mentioned tickets are on sale the link will be in the show notes just a quick mention we do have a related article which is on Weed Smart Week Mildura the content uh pulled together by Cindy Benjamin, our content producer, uh, is all about uh, challenges that the northern Mallee growers are facing when it comes to preserving herbicide chemistry long term. And so I'll put the link for that article and uh, make sure you check out our latest uh, case study as well on Warren Treasure. And he talks about using the IHSD over five seasons. Pete, how can people keep in the loop with what's happening with WeedSmart? They can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, Jess, and have great discussions there as well. We post all of our articles, videos, and podcasts there. And also, um, you can sign up for our monthly newsletter, The Weed Smart Whip Around. It's a roundup of all of our new content, so you can easily click on what's relevant to you. Thanks, Pete. Don't forget to, I, I think we've mentioned it a thousand times, but we really want you to get those early bird tickets. The early bird price is up until July 31st, so make sure you jump on board and, and get your ticket to Weed Smart Week. We do have people coming from interstate as well as the local region, and we've sold quite a lot of tickets already, so it's going to be an excellent event, and all of the Weed Smart Extension agronomists, including Peter Newman, will be there. And so, yeah, we look forward to seeing you in a few weeks at Weed Smart Week Mildura. Pete, do you have any final comments? Or, or, or persuasions to uh, get people over the line? Oh, I really look forward to it, Jess. I, well, here's a persuasion. <laughs> we, we, have, we have this seminar day and it's just about free of data, isn't it, Jess? Yep. Farmers are used to turning up at seminars and seeing graphs and scientific data, which is all good. Like We still need that stuff. But we smart, we, we, <laughs> I think we pride ourselves on the lack of science sometimes, Jess, because it is all about putting the farming system together and that's what people are going to get. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be as good as all of our past Weed Smart Weeks. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much and we'll catch you next time.